Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. Now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone. Welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I am Eric. And I... We hope you're all doing great out there. Absolutely. We're glad to have you guys back with us for another edition of Pardon the Intermission, where we talk about pop culture, movies, TV, Marvel, DC, and anything else that we just feel the need to opine about. Yeah, mostly Disney lately. But <laughs> yeah, but you know. But thank goodness we don't have Disney stories yes, this time around, right? That's right. I don't think so on the docket, right? No, you guys are going to be proud of us because we yes. are going to get, we're going to cut Disney some slack for a week or so. Yes. Here, and we want to focus on some funner things that we've had on our slate, on our development slate for quite some time. But thanks to ye old Disney, it's been pushed to the back burner until now, Eric, because we're going to talk about some of those fun things tonight. And, but unfortunately, uh, before the fun things, we have to get to some sad news. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. So uh, I'm sure everybody knows already that uh, Paul Rubens uh, passed away mm, yes. uh, recently. Um, I did not know that he was 70 years old. I, I didn't know he had cancer. And I did. I definitely didn't know he had <laughs> oh, cancer geez. either. Um, so, yeah, very sad. I mean, this guy has been uh, an icon, I think. And people that are our age, for sure, uh, grew up. With mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman, we're talking about here for yes. people who don't know, don't know who Paul uh, <laughs> Rubens is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't do the voice. <laughs> Hi, Dory. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I used to be able to, man. I used to be able to do the voice, but I don't know. Right? I, just, I just can't do it anymore. I don't exactly. know exactly. Um, but yeah, so I guess he had a, a six-year uh, battle with cancer. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, and he and he passed away. Yeah, but. Um, it says well. It says the cause of death was an unspecified cancer. Here from an article in Rolling Stone. So right. ah, that's interesting. You know, he had kind of a. Uh, it was a very interesting career because mm-hmm. I do remember him doing stand up. You know, he first came out as a stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then he uh, he then at some point it became Pee Wee's Playhouse where he had like a, a Saturday morning cartoon show. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, but I can't remember if his stand up was more adult or not, adultish or not. I think it was kind of just on the cusp. Like I don't think there was right. like a lot of adult, but I think it was just more of the character driven, Pee Wee driven. Right. It was comedy. Yeah. Um, then of course he had the movie movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Um, Pee-wee's, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Big Top Pee-wee, and then there was another one in there, I think. Wasn't there a third yeah. one that he did? Yeah, I can't remember. It was Pee-wee and The Shining. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm teasing. No, but I, I don't. Red rum, red rum. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? That would have been great to have a remake him doing, oh, doing The Shining, you know? Right. Oh, my God. I'll work in no place. It's Pee-wee. <laughs> Unhappy boy. Yeah, with his bike, riding his bike around the hotel. Ling, 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 ringing the little bell. I love it. I oh, love it. Oh, man, that would have been great. That would have oh the best all the best ideas oh come on, on. this podcast folks yeah on the, on the, uh anyway maybe <laughs> yep. someday maybe, hey, well maybe. with ai and uh, all the digital enhancements now maybe we can recreate him, oh man uh, anything's possible yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um uh, then he had some kind of controversy too uh yes. we remember he kind of got caught in a uh, uh he got caught in an adult theater uh engaging in a certain form of physical behavior on his body that will not be mentioned there you go we'll just <laughs> let you guys figure it out what it was that he did but that really cast him in a negative light because the yes. general public took away from that a perception of, well, this guy's got to be a sicko, something akin to or a cross between well, a pedophile or something. And, and I don't remember what the, what uh, year that was. But you have to remember, too, back in those days, I mean, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have all social this. Media. So, social media. So a yeah. lot of times to get 
the kind of content he was watching, you either had to go into a specific theater that showed it, exactly, or you had to. And it did have you know uh, videos. You yeah, know, I guess you could rent and stuff, but exactly. But you know, and of course magazines. But that was about that was about the only thing. So you couldn't just yeah. you know like today on your phone you can almost find anything. You yeah, know, right. Which is scary, but uh, no kidding. Yeah, but so yeah, so that really damaged his career at the time. I think yeah. he was syndicated at that point with Pee Wee's Playhouse, and I th- and they took it off. They did. They took it off because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's you know when I think about Paul Rubens, obviously we think about uh, about Pee Wee Herman, and look for the thing about Paul, and what one thing I really kind of admired about him was that he had a very private life. For someone who was in the public spotlight a lot, especially during uh, his time on Pee Wee's Playhouse and then in some of the subsequent movies he was in, we tend to forget really what a brilliant actor he was. Mm. And I also think of the role that he portrayed in the Johnny Depp movie Blow, which was based on the true story of uh, an American drug dealer named George Young who uh, smuggled drugs for Pablo Escobar back in the 80s. uh, Paul Rubens played a fellow drug smuggler by the name of Derek Farreel. And uh, he was just really, really brilliant in that movie. But for such a private guy, Eric, I think Pee Wee Herman was the, the sheer brilliance of what he was able to do. But it also, I think Pee Wee was kind of an escape for him. I think Pee Wee allowed him to be the person that he really wanted to be. But because he came from such a complicated childhood and he had such a private life, he really had a hard time expressing himself. And the only way he could do that was through the brilliance of Pee Wee Herman. Well, and you know, that, that's usually the way it goes too with a lot of comedians, uh, right? Rob, Is Robin that, Williams. Yeah, there are a lot of them are, <laughs> unfortunately, they're, they're tortured souls and the comedy comes out of, out of that, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, I was reading it in this article here. It said that he first started uh, uh, with the famed improv group the Groundlings in 77. And okay. that's where he developed this character. <clears throat> oh, of, okay. Uh, Pee Wee okay. Herman and stuff. Yeah, and I do, like yeah. I said, I do remember him doing stand-ups and stuff. Yeah. 85 was Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did have the Pee Wee Herman show in 82. Um, that's different from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. Uh, which, uh, I'm not sure when, doesn't have a year when that was created and when that was on. It's had a series ran for five years. I didn't know this, that... Uh, <clears throat> He actually, the show earned 22 Emmys. It did. And he was nominated uh, for 14, and mm-hmm. he won twice. It actually. looks like here, uh, as part of the famed improv group of the Groundlings in 77, he uh, he was part of that group before developing the character further in 1982 with the Pee Wee Herman show. Yeah. So unless I'm misreading that, I think Pee Wee Herman then debuted in 82 and then ran throughout the mid to late 80s then. Yeah. Uh, that agree. was uh, the, well, the Pee Wee Herman show, but that's different from... right. Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? Oh, oh yes, you're right. It yeah. is. I'm sorry. We're talking about Pee Wee's Playhouse. Okay. Oh no, bad. no, yeah, yeah. But you, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he did have that. He he had that show. Uh, yeah. The Pee Wee Herman show. Yeah. Which I don't know if I remember that show. To be honest, you know, I hardly remember it either. To yeah. Be I remember Pee Wee's Playhouse vividly. I remember Lawrence Fishburne was actually the cowboy in that. Uh, in that. Oh really? Movie. Yeah, he was. Lawrence Fishburne was the wow. uh, cowboy, uh, cowboy Larry or something. In the I don't remember what the character's name was, but he was in it. Now, when when this happened, I never. And, Cherry. Um, and what was it? And Cherry, the Cherry that that moved around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, Cherry. How are you? You know, and, and that's the thing. You know, uh, people like I was already kind of older at that point, so I didn't grow up with the TV show. And I know a lot of people. I don't. Did you grow up with Pee Wee's Playhouse? I did grow up with Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. for those kind of characters. I don't really yeah. have like an affinity. I don't have a connection because I didn't really grow up with him. <laughs> right. You know, at the time. And I do remember, you know, seeing, you know, Pee Wee's 
Playhouse, or not Pee Wee's Playhouse, sorry, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. That was a funny movie, and I liked the character, but I, but I never, I don't think, had the connection with him that a lot of younger mm-hmm. audiences did just because, you know, they grew yeah, sure. up with Pee Wee's Playhouse, and then, you know, they, mm-hmm. they learned of the movies and stuff. Yep, exactly. Um, he also, now, he did, uh, what, he played a vampire, was it Buffy, the Vampire Slayer? Right, I, where he played a vampire. I mean, he did cameos in other movies mm-hmm. before, too. Right. Um, funny, and funny, too. I think I remember that. I, I can't remember if it was a Buffy the, the uh, Vampire Slayer movie mm-hmm. or if he was on the series, but I, I think it was the movie, right? And he was he was hilarious in that. Well, I'm pulling up the cast list right now, and yeah, he was. He played Amelyn, A-M-I-L-Y-N, in the movie of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Christy Swanson, Donald Sutherland, Luke Perry, Hilary Swank, and David Arquette. Wow, that's not a great cast. Yeah. David Arquette, Rucker Howard, Thomas Jane. Wow. Ricky Lake was in that? I forgot. Seth Green was in it, too. So, yeah, Paul Rubens was in the movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that came out in 1992. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was kind of after the whole um, uh, theater uh, debacle there. You know? I think it was, too. Because, yeah, yeah I remember that was kind of like, uh, I think that was, you know, they, they were talking about a, a kind of a comeback, a semi-comeback. It you was. Know? Yeah, because but, he was kind of spurned. I mean, it was it was kind of cancel culture before cancel culture, essentially. It really was. And the studios did not touch him with a 10-foot pole after that yeah. incident happened to him and after he got busted uh, in Florida for that uh, that lewd and lascivious act. So, yeah, it took quite a while for Hollywood to kind of open back up and embrace him. Mm. Uh, and then really, and then when he did Blow with Johnny Depp in uh, the late 90s, that really was kind of like... Um, that really, I thought, was kind of the true welcome back because that was a bigger role for him, and it really just showed his um, his diversity as an actor and what he was able to do. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen Blow, it's a it's a really good. Yeah, film. oh, that's an amazing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an amazing movie. So, um, uh, also reading here too, you're talking about the other movie was Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Okay, and that's that came a out. One. It said it came out in uh, 2015. Huh, okay. Wow, third and final final film. Wow, okay. that's, yeah, that well, was that, more recent then. I would say that's not too long ago. It's 2023 yeah. right now. That was eight, eight years ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, we, um, very, very sad, you know. So it's kind of like you've seen these, uh, the icons <laughs> yeah. that you uh, grew up with or, you know, and it's kind of yeah. like, uh, you know, passing away, so. Yeah, so. Yeah, Paul Rubens again passed away this week at the age of 70. Unknown specified cancer illness. Uh, Paul, rest in peace. Thank you for your contributions. Thank you for making all of us laugh. And uh, I know wherever you are right now, you're dancing the Pee Wee song in front of God. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully. Hey, uh, moving on now. Now we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, we all know there's a strike going on. Yeah. Uh, writers and actors right now. Yeah. And uh, you had a story here. What was the story about? Uh, yeah, this is from Entertainment Weekly, and this is about how the 2023 Emmys have been postponed amid the ongoing actors and writers strike. Mm. So now it's interesting to note here that a new date has not yet been announced for the 75th Emmy Awards, which were scheduled for September 18th. And apparently this is the first time in two decades that the Emmys have been postponed, according to this story. Back in 2001, the ceremony was delayed for two months in the wake of the 9-11 attacks uh, after September 11th. Uh, This year, it's obviously because of the ongoing um, uh, WGA and SAG after strike. Now, according to this story also, neither the uh, Television Academy uh, nor Fox, which is scheduled to broadcast the Emmys, have made an official announcement, but according to Variety magazine... Uh, apparently, the vendors have been told that the awards would no longer be happening on September 18th as planned. So, yeah, Eric, uh, no red carpet rollout this year, I guess, for the Emmys. Uh, what do you, What do you think about that? Are you Are you going to miss them? Hell no. 
No. It's kind of like late night TV. Is anybody missing it? No, not at all. <laughs> no. So, I mean, look, still, you know what they can do? Make it just simple. Send the awards to, to the victors via UPS. Package up the trophies and the statuettes and send them via UPS. To there their, you go. To their, or have, have call, ride, not rideshare, but call um, Uber, Uber and Dash to have them delivered to these. <laughs> Dash, DoorDash. The, yeah, DoorDash. Here's and your award, award and your cheeseburger. Right. No, seriously, look. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I'm anti-award show for a number of reasons. I've never liked award shows, mainly because they spend two hours and 45 minutes out of the three hours focusing on who wore what and who looks good and what. Yeah. All right? That's one of the reasons, many reasons why I don't like them. But you know what, Eric? I mean... As fun as it is for other people to enjoy the award shows, and I get that other people love award shows, honestly, seriously, with all the stuff that we have going on in this world right now, is anybody really going to be fit to be tied and up in arms if the Emmys aren't on television? Yeah, you know, I I, I will say I, I used to like to watch the awards, but it just became too preachy. Thank um, you. E- even Thank year, you. even years ago, even before what we consider woke culture, you know, came into existence, it just Thank became. You. It just became very, very preachy. You'd have the one, you know, way back in the day, you'd have the one one off incident, you know, like uh, I think at the Oscars when, uh, uh, oh, who, what, what was that? Marlon Brando had, uh, um, I can't remember, uh, she was uh, supposed to be a Native American, but now we find out she was actually not a Native American. I accepted the award, but, right. you know, you'd have the one off thing like that happen, you know, yeah. be, Ooh, you know, yeah. but now it's just, it's just become, yeah, it's just become a big joke and I, and I, and, and become preachy and, and people, especially when people are hurting in time, we're on the verge of recession. People are kind of don't yeah. want to see, uh, you know, kind of tired of seeing everybody sitting there, you know, living yeah. it up. Uh, and telling them that they're a bad person right. while you know they're getting a golden trophy. So. Right, exactly. And look, so what? This is not going to air on Fox on September. Fox is easily going to make up the financial losses by airing NFL football every Sunday. So until the end of the year. So you know what? Fox isn't going to be out a lot of money on this. Um, well, they will, but they'll be able to recoup it in other areas. I, I don't think, yeah, I think these award shows, I mean, the Oscars, I think everything's tanking. It is. The only time, was it the Emmys, right? Was the only time that uh, when, uh, what's his face, Ricky Gervais was on there. Ricky Gervais was on there and gave one of the greatest. Well, he's been on there a couple times. He has. And and that's when they've had their highest ratings. Yes. But be, but because why? He told the truth He there. came out and told I the mean, truth. I mean, he would blast them. And yep. people loved it. People loved it. But Most yet, people did. <laughs> well, I don't think the people that got blasted loved it. Right, 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 exactly. But the minute they got rid of him, it, uh, right, ratings were just tanking. Right, and they're just getting exactly. worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So, and you know what? Based on what I was reading earlier this week, um, th- this strike has now gotten to the point, Eric, where they are now striking in front of Universal Studios, and they're taking this out to the streets and they're expanding it even more. And it sounds to me, based on what I've read that uh, the studios are just not going to capitulate to the actors and the writers in this one uh, and the actors and the writers, vice versa. They're not going to do the same thing. This is this. Hmm. I don't think there is no, there is no, um, there's not going to be an easy, there's not going to be a clear sight ending to this anytime in the near future. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, with our last show, the, uh, the bad guy in it was the AI, the entity, you know, right. with uh, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Dead, Reck- Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Going back to the AI, they uh, pretty much, I think, the uh, writers and the actors are screwing themselves over because, I mean, AI could pretty much do their job. I mean, they can create the actor mm-hmm. 
and they can actually write the scripts. So and that's partly why uh, they're on strike. They yeah. may be, they may be, you know, kind they, of shooting themselves in the foot out there striking. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, they could be. I saw an article. I wish I know you were going to bring this up because I saw an article that said that Warner Brothers. I don't know if this is true or not. That saved over a hundred million dollars since the strike. <laughs> I don't know how. I didn't get into the article. I'll pull Whoa. it up for our next show. Whoa! Uh, but we and we can talk about it more there. So, but that that's kind of interesting, isn't it? I'm like, hmm. It so is. these these studios are probably saying, yeah, go out there, do what you want to do, because we're saving money. We're having uh, we can have AI write it, and AI will act it out. I I guess if I was a studio exec and I was looking at the situation through their lens, I would probably say the same thing. I would. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be too concerned about this because. When you think about it, the studios have the upper hand in this because they're the ones that hold the fate of the actors and the writers. Obviously, they ca- they give them the paychecks. They cash mm. the paychecks. Uh, but it also makes me wonder, okay, the uh, I admire what the writers and the actors are doing, and if I had a choice to be out there on the picket lines of them, if I was in WGA and SAG after, I'd be out there with them picketing. But the bottom line is, is that those people can only stay out of work for so long until yeah. they eventually got to drop the signs and say, all right, let's just... Let's just do whatever they want. Let them give us whatever they want in residuals, and let's get back to work. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about it before on another podcast when the strikes first started happening, and I yeah. understand a lot, like you're saying, I understand a lot of their gripes, but yeah, it's it's it could really end up being detrimental to their own cause if if they don't uh, get mm-hmm. back to work. Because yeah, I mean, they will find other ways. I think there's a limit on it too. Like you know, they they if if productions are held up for so many days like a hundred and something days that actually the studios can go forward with it yeah uh, without any consequence yeah exactly they could fire everybody and then go forward with whatever productions they were going to do so and i you know i don't like that that's uh that's a sour taste in my mouth but unfortunately it looks like the route that that may end up they may be going down yeah unfortunately so getting back to our original story the emmys uh you know it'd be nice if you guys uh, out there get on our social media tell us yep. are you gonna are you gonna miss the emmys and if yeah. you do, why? Exactly. Let us know. And then we'll bring up your comments yeah, and we'll mention talk them about on the it. next episode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, so here's the fun one you're talking about. We're finally going to get to it. Yeah. I know this is the one you've been waiting for. Yeah. Yes. Drum roll, please. So we have from movieweb.com, we picked out this list of Arnold Schwarzenegger's 20 most iconic movie quotes, according to them. Yes. <laughs> do it. Do it now. Do it. Read it now. Yes. I love that. All right. So here we go, folks. We're going to we're gonna go through this list. Now, this is according to, like we said, to movie, uh, movie web. So yes. uh, we'll see if we agree. We haven't really uh, went through this list. We're going to no. see if we agree. We're going to do it right on the air and see if we agree or do not agree with and it. And if you hear some cheesy Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations, mainly by me... I for, I apologize in advance. Please please forgive him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah, or give him an Emmy. Who knows? Hey. Or leave your comment on our social media accounts. <laughs> Whatever works best. <laughs> right. All right, here we go. Number 20. Yes. Uh, this is from Predator 1987. Oh, Predator God. came out. One of my favorite sci-fi action films and, of all time. Yes. And so Arnold says in that, uh, what's the name of his... Uh, uh, character in that his name is dutch dutch yes so dutch says in that if it bleeds we can kill it if it bleeds we can kill it yeah yes i i love that scene because it comes at a pivotal moment in the movie when they finally figure out that they're being stalked by an alien and that mm. alien is a predator yes and then uh when the woman who is their prisoner uh lets him know that she got some blood that it left on the leaf after it was shot he just turns around and he, and she says one more thing um, and there was blood on the leaf or something like that and he turns around and says if it bleeds 
then we can kill it <laughs> in a very serious Arnold tone. I'm just yeah. like, boom, right there. But, but unfortunately, uh, I think killed everyone except, uh, you know, luckily Arnold uh, got away at the last second there. Well, of course he did. He was yeah. the star of the film. They weren't going to kill him <laughs> off. Um, okay, so number 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, take this one here. Uh, hold on, pulling my list. Back. Oh, you got it. Okay, I'll I'll take number nineteen. I'll let you do the next two. All right. So I have it already up. So from Conan the Barbarian, uh, it's uh, Arnold says uh, his character says in that, uh, uh, what is best in life to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of their women. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. Yeah, I, it just goes to show how far. Uh, We've come. That was from 1982, and now we're asking, what is a woman, right? So here we go. (laughs) Exactly. Conan, you're going to get canceled. You're going to get canceled. (laughs) All right, so we have uh, number 18. Are you still looking it up? Well, yeah, it's kind of coming up weird on my phone. Oh, so. that is. Oh, it's coming up strange, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Here, I'll just look off your list. Okay, so right. number number 18 there. You number 18, we have, oh, this is one. Oh, Eric, God, this is one of my favorites of all time. I don't know. I don't agree this is number 18. Oh, well, I'll I, tell you right now. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll get into that later. But yeah. number 18, folks, is come with me if you want to live. Oh, good, good, uh, Arnold. Dude. Thank you. That's from Terminator 2 Judgment Day, which yeah. I don't care what anybody says. 1991. 1991. Still holds up as one of the greatest ever sci-fi action films ever made. Yep, yep. Yes. And I love that scene because that's right when he walks in, he's with uh, John Connor uh, and he walks into the uh, the mental hospital to get uh, his mother, Sarah Connor. Yeah. And right when she's running through the halls trying to avoid capture by um, the T-1000, she slips on the floor and notices him as he comes out of the elevator. And then he's going after her. And when she falls down, she sees John come from behind him. She looks at him and then she looks up at Arnold and then he holds out his hand and says, come with me if you want come to live. Come with me if you want to exactly. live. Exactly. I'm like, oh, that was such a pivotal moment in the movie. Right yeah, well, there. yeah, because at that point she had battled him in the first movie, right? She did. So she's freaking out now. Now this thing's after her Yeah, again. she thought he was going to kill her. But yeah. that was, and I love that line. The way he delivered it was amazing. It was awesome. All right, I'll let you take this one too. Number yeah. 17. Number 17 is... You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. <laughs> that was from Last Action Hero, 1993. Man, oh, you got, you're right on. You're spot on with that. I love I'm it. Trying my best. Yeah, Thank no, you. you're doing. <laughs> I don't remember the line. I got to watch this movie again. Now, this is one I remember. This uh, to me, this is one of the underrated action. Uh, what you don't like it? You I never like Last, Last action, action Hero. Hero? I hated Last Action. I liked Hero. it. I thought it was pretty corny, and Blech. I liked it, and Blech. I liked it. But the, you, I think it just got so hyped, you know, that people were. Well, it came in 1993, and this was right after Terminator 2: Judgment Day, mm. almost. And so uh, this was kind of at his apex when he w- had made some really, really good action films that are considered, uh, I mean, all time great still to this day. And yeah. so you're right; he was at the apex of his popularity there in action films. This one I didn't like because it tried to make him out to be kind of an action comedy cop guy, kind of like an Axel Foley. And yeah. I'm just, but even though that line is great, you want to be a farmer, here's a couple of acres. <laughs> well, that's I the whole idea, like, right? Uh, for people who don't remember, yeah. you know, the last action hero, the whole the whole plot of the movie is basically he has come, he is, is a fictional cop right, that right. has come to life from the big screen right. and now he's in the real world and he's not used to yeah. like getting hurt and bleeding and all this stuff. And so he finds, yeah. you know, he's in the real world now and he can't do all the action stuff that he could in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the movie. So, yeah. Yep. I, I like that movie, man. I don't care what anybody says, like you said with Judgment. Right. I don't care what anybody says. That is a great movie. Go watch it. Okay. Right. So number 16. Uh, oh, this is one I haven't seen in a while, and I, I need to watch this with my daughter. I think she'd get a kick I out of this. I think she would, too. Uh, th- this one is uh, 
who is your daddy and what does he do in kindergarten <laughs> <laughs> kindergarten cop kindergarten cop was is is one of the great movies uh, of all time with arnold i think yeah it's it's an action comedy he plays an undercover cop going after a um going not a drug dealer but just a, a regular criminal whose son is at this school and so he tracks down uh the the kid he knows that the guy that he's going after is going after his kid. So he goes to this school to uh, serve undercover as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he's never been a teacher for before, and so he's trying to work with all these kids. But, but Eric, um, I'm going to disagree with that being the best line I'm, of the movie. I'm, I know what the best line is. Let me get you. Want you, you, you say it, and I'll, I'll let okay. you know. It's not a tumor. That's it. That's <laughs> it, man. It's not a tumor. <laughs> I, let's see if they have it on the list. They may have it on the list. Okay, okay. They may have it on the list, but, but that, to me, yeah, it's not a tumor. Uh, that's that's not, the best. I say that to my daughter all the time. It's not a tumor. <laughs> that's, one of the, that's one of the best lines right, right there. Right, right. All right. What's the next one here? Number 15. Okay, this is good. So number 15 comes from a holiday film that he did called Jingle All the Way in 1996 and the line goes put the cookie down now (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that line I I remember the movie but I remember the line I think it comes midway through the movie is he talking to his son talking to his son I believe yeah Yeah. and so for those of you who haven't seen Jingle All the Way this is a movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously Arnold's in it he plays this uh, this successful business guy who just I mean is really wrapped up in his career and kind of doesn't pay attention to his family Mm -hmm. especially his son and so for Christmas, he, in order to gain the appreciation of his son, he wants to get him this uh, this popular action figure yeah. doll. And so he's in a race with uh, Sinbad, the, uh, who the plays a mailman, who plays a mailman to get this doll. And so they're racing throughout the whole city of Chicago and throughout. So all th- these this is like malls. the one the one toy everybody wants. So the stores are selling out left and right. This is and like I, the Transformers of the day. And, and he think yes. he was supposed to get it like uh, weeks ago or something, and then he, and he forgot. Never did. He, he forgot. forgot. And so he, now yeah. the race is on, and him and Sinbad are basically exactly. fighting each other. Yeah. It was actually a fun movie. It I mean, was it, fun it was movie. very campy and corny, but it was fun. Yeah. It's a good holiday movie. Yes, I think. and so that movie. is is when he's talking to, I think, his kid, and he wants to get his attention. That's where it comes from. Now, this one, let's see. Oh, ooh. I love this. Yes. So this one is from 1985. I think that's probably one of his first big, besides Conan, right? Right after Conan, his first big, sorry, his big first yeah. action uh, movie was uh, Commando. Commando. And the line is, uh, you're a funny guy, Soli. I like you. That's why I'm coming, <laughs> or that's why I'm going to kill you last. Right? <laughs> yes, that comes from the scene when they're in the airport and uh, the bad guys have just kidnapped his daughter. Yeah, and played whole, by Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, uh, very yes. young. I think that was was that before uh, way she did before who's the TV the boss. show. Way yeah, before who's, who's the, the boss? boss. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they kidnap his daughter, portrayed by Melissa Milano, and uh, so he the, he has to go and kill somebody in order to get her back. So right as he gets to the airport, one of the bad guys whose name is Sully sticks a uh, like a twenty dollar bill in his coat and says, "Here, Matrix." Uh, here, have, have, uh, have some beers when you get to Valverde. It'll give everybody a little more time with your daughter. And they start uh, laughing. And that's when he looks at her and says, you're a funny guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> great, great line. I love it. Oh, what's the next one here? Next one comes from Commando as well. And the line goes, remember, Sully, when I promised to kill you last? I lied. <laughs> he's holding him over a large ravine, and he's holding him with just one arm. Yeah. And then uh, the what leads up to that, uh, what leads up after that is when he says, remember, Sully, when I promised to kill you last, Sully jumps in there and says, yeah, 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 that's right, Matrix, you did. You promised not to kill me. He says, then he says, 
I lied. I lied. And then he lets him go. <laughs> and then Ray Don Chong, who plays the actress in the movie with him, uh, she asks him as he walks back to the car, what did you do with Sully? And then he said, I had to let him go. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's another great line. Right? There you go. Yeah, that's kind of, oh, man. There's so many great lines. <laughs> there <here>. are. <laughs> All right. So uh, what do we have? Oh, this one I didn't remember. This one I did not remember. I remember the movie. <laughs> But I don't remember the line. Do you remember it? I do. This well, go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take this, this one. This line used to be my ringtone on my old cell phone. Really? You're a choir boy compared to me. A choir boy. <laughs> <laughs> End yes. of days. What was that? 1999. What was that? I remember the movie. Is, uh, I yeah. mean, I vaguely remember it, but I, I couldn't tell you the plot. So End of Days, basically, he plays this, um, this not a hired enforcer, but it's basically about tracking down the devil. And preventing oh, okay. the devil from uh, causing the destruction of the or the the end of the world, mm. and so he's basically like this hired um, this hired holy assassin who is basically sent to attack the devil. And then Gabriel Byrne, who's his co-star, plays kind of like this priest that goes on the uh, you know the hunt with him. But uh, they left out a very important F word in that line. <laughs> it should be noted, but I'm not going to utter it. But it's still a funny line. You're a choir boy to me. Oh, now this is okay. This is number. Why they, is this one ranked number eleven? I don't like this. They have this one. Right? This is the most iconic line okay. from an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, right. and it's from 1984. They have it listed at number eleven, folks. Right. And this one is from the Terminator, and it'll be ready. One, two, three. I'll, I'll be, be back. back. Yes. Yeah. That is that is the most oh, iconic Arnold line right there, and they have it at number eleven. I don't agree with this. You could argue that's the most iconic movie line in history. Yeah, probably. It could be argued. It could be argued. It's one of the most quoted iconic movie lines it's, probably ever. It's been quoted in other movies. It's been yeah. quoted in TV shows. It's been quoted in parades uh, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I I went up to my wife the other day when I came home from work, and I said, "I'll be back." Because I had to go run some errands. I, I so remember. I, I remember first watching this movie back in 1984 in the theater. Um, I didn't know what it was about. You know, my uncle's like, "Hey, let's go. Right? Let's go check out this movie." Okay, cool. I had no idea yeah. what this thing was about. I mean, it blew my mind when I watched this thing. Right? It was amazing. It's classic. Yeah, a yep. classic movie. <clears throat> So number 10 comes from a great... <laughs> oh, another classic. Yeah, this one comes from the you movie. You don't like this one? I love the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misread you then. No, there. you definitely misread okay. me, man. Like a book with no words. <laughs> this one comes from the movie Twins, and a comedy in 1988 that he did with Danny DeVito. And the line says... I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. You know, <laughs> I did nothing. nothing. The pavement <laughs> was, was his, his enemy. enemy. So is that is that? Uh, so he knocks somebody out. Yeah. So this is from a scene in the movie where he is walking down the streets of uh, of, Hall, of downtown L.A. Well, not downtown L.A., but along uh, Sunset Boulevard there, and he has a uh, briefcase in his hand, and this guy comes up from behind him and runs and tries to grab the briefcase from him while he's running, but when he does, Arnold is so strong that he holds onto it flings the guy backward, he falls down and smacks his head on the pavement. Oh, okay. Oh, and then that's the, right. And then the guy had uh, kind of a cohort with him who came out to check on him, and he's there trying to revive him and stuff like that, and that's when Arnold goes up to him and says, I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. <laughs> so for those of you, Twins is is is, uh, is an amazing movie it's also. It's a cute film. It, it is very cool. And so basically the, the premise is, is that Arnold 
and Danny DeVito are twins. Twin and, brothers. And yeah. they're, well, they're twins. Separated what, at birth. They're separated at birth, but what happened is that Arnold got all the good genetic material, and Danny DeVito got all the bad. That's the joke of it, right? To quote Danny DeVito, he got all the crap that was left over. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know about each other, so it's like right, he learns, right. he, he's kept in a lab, Arnold is, and he learns that he has yeah. a twin brother, and so he goes out in the world, which he's not familiar with, right, and he right. goes out in, into the world to find his twin brother, and then all right. the hijinks and yeah. so. Yeah, no, this movie is great. It was directed by Ivan Reitman, the same Ivan Reitman uh, who did Ghostbusters. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful movie, has some great slapstick humor in it. And surprisingly, Arnold and Danny have great chemistry in that movie. Yeah, I'm, is that the only movie they've done together, I think? I want to say they're they're good friends in real life, but I want to say that uh, that's the only film that they've done together. It's funny, you know, it w- that was what was kind of cool about the '80s, I think, and, right? and some in the '90s is that they did movies and that was it. They did yeah. a one shot. Yeah. If this movie was done today, mm-hmm. they would do Twins, Twins One, Twins Two, right. Twins Three. I mean, you know, they twins would just twenty. Yeah, exactly. They would keep it going, <laughs> right? Um, you know, and that would be the detriment. I mean, that's why these things are so precious, is because it was yeah. a one and done type of. Of deals, so. absolutely. All right, so here we are. We have uh, number nine. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know this is a good movie too. It I'll, is. I'll tell you the one thing about this list that has shown me is that there yes. are a lot of movies that I need to go back and rewatch. That I've I forgot how good they were. The Arnold Schwarzenegger movies <laughs> right. of this era, exactly. This one is from The Running Man, nineteen eighty seven. Um, so this is uh, this is I live. This is the, this is the quote. Mm-hmm. I live to see you eat that contract, <laughs> but I hope you leave enough room for my fist. So yeah, this is a uh, uh, def- the Running Man was definitely it was a game show. He yep. was a cop. He was set up, uh, but they're put on this game show, and it's kind of a life or death situation. If you survive, you yep. supposedly get a life of uh, ease yep. and living on an island and all this exactly, stuff, private yeah. island. Come to find out, you know, it's not what it actually seems. Right. Um, had uh, uh, oh, what was his name? Richard uh, Richard Dawson, who Dawson. was the host of Wheel of uh, Family Feud. Family Feud for years, and yes. he, so he played the host of this game show. Killian. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, it was amazing. So. Oh, yeah, another amazing movie. I think I should add on to that line, Eric, that the whole line goes, I live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to rip it in your... In, I'm going to shove it through your heart and rip out your goddamn spine. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's, that's right. the rest there, of the yeah, line. That's right. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> that's right. See, that's what I mean. I got to go back and watch these, man. These are... Yeah. Right. And the movie directed by Paul Michael Glazer, who played in the TV series... Um, with uh, David Soul, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. wow, yeah. Interesting tidbit there. Yeah, good little trivia. Okay, yeah. what's the next one here? Okay, now this one is a, another classic. This is the number eight line. It's from Terminator 2 as well. And the, clo- the, <laughs> the quote is, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> from? From Terminator 2, Judgment, Judgment Day. Judgment Day, This is yeah. the very opening scene where he uh, just gets to Earth. He walks into a, a country hick bar in Southern California somewhere, and he's looking at this one guy. He looks him down and sizes him up and says, okay, this is going to work for me. And so that's where that line comes in. And he wants the guy's clothes. And, well, as you can imagine, with Arnold, any Schwarzenegger action movie, chaos ensues and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Number yeah. eight, though. That Well, I can see why that line would be ranked number eight, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Number seven. Uh-oh. This oh. one is from his <laughs> most iconic. Oh, no. His most iconic role in Batman and Robin as Mr. Freeze. So he's, uh, 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 the line goes, number seven, allow me to break the ice, right? Oh, I see, I see the disgust on your face right now. 
I'm going to let you have this one. <laughs> no comment. Anyway, yeah, this this is from Batman and Robin. I think enough said about that. He plays Mr. Freeze. Uh, we don't need a to scientist s- trying to. Uh, he had an accident, right? He's a scientist trying to. He was trying to save his wife or, or save the life of his wife. Yeah. So and the, he has an accident. Yeah. So in the Batman comics and in this movie too, uh, Batman and Robin, Mr. Freeze is a character named Victor Freeze, and he's a, a world-renowned Nobel-winning uh, geneticist. Well, his wife suffers from a rare form of I think. Think it's cancer and so he cryogenically freezes her to lengthen her life so he can find a cure well he gets into a lab accident one day while he's trying to find the cure and the chemicals that are used to keep her alive uh splash onto him and he gets electrocuted or something like that if i remember right and so he becomes he becomes this ice man becomes mr freeze mr. freeze yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Terrible movie. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, here's another one from uh, another one of our favorites. Yeah, this is the number six Arnold Schwarzenegger line f- going back to Kindergarten Cop from 1990. The line is, there is no bathroom. <laughs> Why can they not do, uh, they it's better not have, it's not a tumor. I'm willing to bet dollars to dollars. There is no bathroom. I don't remember this line. Do you remember this? I remember that line, but honestly, it's not one of the best lines from the movie. What is going on with this list? Right, whoever know. made this list needs to go back and rewatch Schwarzenegger films. Here's another, oh my gosh, here's another one. I don't know if I agree with this. Uh, anyway, number five, moving on here from True Lies, 1980, uh, 1994. Yeah. Uh, the line is, we made actually history because it was the first time ever that the doctors could prove that a lifelong Republican has a heart. <laughs> See, now this is definitely political. This list is politically motivated, right? Uh, I don't think that's like an it. iconic line. I, you know what? I've seen. I true- don't care what your political leanings are. That's not a. This must be in one of the deleted scenes because I've seen True Lies a gazillion times and I don't remember that line being in the movie. They had to, they had to search this thing to try to pull this out. There's no way this is not like somebody BS. This is what they yeah. Did. That, I, I don't so. I don't know about that one and that and and at number oh at number five. Are you kidding me? No way. There's no way. There's I'll, no I'll way. I'll be back should have been number five. Okay. At least. <clears throat> All right. Number so, four. Oh, God. Okay. So number four comes from a 1986 action movie called Raw Deal. And the line is, you should not drink and bake. You should not drink and bake. Yeah. I don't agree with that line being right. I don't even four. know what the, I don't even know. Uh, the number four? Number four line. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The, I don't know what's going on here. This, this, this thing's falling apart now at the end. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not another one. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this because right. you liked it so much. Yeah. So the number three popular Schwarzenegger line is "Let's kick some ice" from Batman and that Robin. Is, that is a funny line, though. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. Another good one from that movie is "Chill, Let's... chill out, bird boy." <laughs> as he freezes Robin when he's trying to leap at him. <laughs> chill out, bird boy. Oh man, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Okay. Number two. I'm gonna take number two. Oh, from my favorite last action hero, 1993. It says. Oh, this is this is during the scene of where he's an Rips actor on the yeah yeah he's is yeah. uh so it's a famous line to be or not to be not to be oh <laughs> right, yeah. from last action hero from last action hero yeah he's doing a Hamlet yeah and I think he whips out guns or something or shooting people right right he just goes on a massive shooting tirade yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, okay so here we are number one oh my God you're kidding. Is that what they picked? You're kidding me. How okay. can they? Okay. What is going on with this list? All right. so It num- was going so good, it right? It was. We were having fun, and then we get to this. Okay, number one is from The Running Man, 1987. Well, that hit the spot. 
What? <laughs> so that that's the scene of where he uh, doesn't he throw the uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, that's the, a, Dawson's at, character. Yeah, it's at the end of the movie where he takes Richard yeah. Dawson, slams him in one of those cars that zips, those bobsleds, those bobsleds that zip the uh, contestants down into the game into the arena, the game room, yeah, and he takes arena busts off the brakes so it can't stop, and then Richard Dawson's um, bobsled goes zoom right off the track and into a billboard, and then it explodes. A billboard of himself. Of, of Richard Dawson, right? Exactly. Yeah. And after that is when he says, "Well, that hit the spot." What? There's got to. There's got to be more. What, where's the one where? Uh, there's good one-liners. Like, where's the one where he electrified that? Uh, what was that one guy that had the electric suit on that was like an oh, opera singer? Yeah, that was uh, Dynamo. Dynamo. What, didn't didn't yeah. he electrocute him? And then he said some good line. I can't remember it though. I'm gonna have to go watch that movie again. Yeah, he says something like uh, "Over here, Christmas tree" or something. Like, then maybe that's a different line. I'm. Thinking I don't know. About. But anyway, yeah. yeah. You know, my whole point on this is that there's a bunch of other great lines in this movie. There's there's there no are. way. Yeah, there's no way that that could be. That's right. He one. plays the butcher. So in the Running the Man, he plays the butcher Bakersfield. Ben, um, the character's name is Ben. Um, uh, not Carson, right? No, no, not Ben Carson. Um, oh, I just forgot his last name all of a sudden. I hate it when I have like Richardson or something. Show. Ben Richardson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. But his nickname is the Butchers of Bakersfield because he's innocent. He's He's accused of killing all these citizens during a food riot unjustly, and so yeah, yeah, he like he was in a helicopter, and supposedly he shot them right, all, but it but it right. was staged. It was like exactly. phony video, and they set yeah. him up. Exactly, yeah. Eric, um, I'm gonna give a big thumbs down on this list. Okay, here here we got it for the movie web list. Ready? Yes. Finally, here we go. Mm-hmm. Sorry, folks. We had we had three want want wahs yes. on this one because this uh, list is just awful. Uh, they have some good quotes on there, but they should not be where they're ranked at, and some shouldn't even be on there at all. No, I think there's definitely more. It, you know what this is? This is almost like somebody was just like speeding through movies and just grabbing right. any quote right. uh, towards the end. I mean, they got the a couple iconic ones, and then after that, it was I think like, they went to Wikipedia and pulled all these. Maybe off maybe they did. Yeah, because I'm thinking they they, they're missing one of the best Schwarzenegger one-liners of all time from the movie. Total Recall in 1990. Oh, Total Recall, another great movie. Right? Remember wow. when he's in the chair with Rachel okay. Ticotin and they're about ready to brainwash him and turn him back into um, turn him back into uh, n- turn Douglas Quaid from Douglas Quaid back into um, uh, the, the. I know guy. you're talking about. I can't remember his name though, but the yeah, you know. uh, Hauser, Hauser. Oh, oh, okay. And so you know, after they captured him and they're putting him in the chair, he's struggling there, and he says, "Come on, Cohagen, you got what you want. Give those people air." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great quote. That's a great Schwarzenegger quote for crying out loud. Yeah, there, there's so many Schwarzenegger movies. I mean, and, and they quoted a lot of them, a couple of them from different, you know, like, okay, Last Action Hero I like, okay. but they could, one was fine, but not right. two. Like you're saying, they didn't put Total Recall on here. And they didn't get the absolute best one from Commando. Which was? The very end, when he shoves that pipe through Bennett's heart, he says, let off some steam. Oh, that's Bennett. right. That's right. Let Remember? off some steam. Let that's right. This steam, seems like, Bennett. Yeah. Steam's all coming out. <laughs> right? Oh, exactly. Man. <laughs> You're right. Well, here, okay, so now we we have the challenge. We have to come up with our own list. We're going to have to just come then, up with our- Then we'll do it. Our, yeah. our own, uh, pardon the intermission, yeah. best Arnold Schwarzenegger quote list. Schwarzenegger list of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, unfortunately, folks- that's it for the show, and that's it for the list, because, man, they let us down on that one. But we'll be back. We'll be back. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget, you can follow us on our social media accounts, on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. And, Eric, how do they follow us on Twitter? Twitter or X, whatever you call it, at PTI right. underscore podcast. Okay. Don't forget to leave a rating of the show, download yeah. the podcast, and leave some comments. Let us know how we're doing. All right, guys. Hey, you take care out there, and we'll see you on the next show. Yep. Take care. God bless, everyone. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. 
Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.